If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's time for another episode of View from a Military Mind for 29 March 2020. Views and opinions about world and national events from the minds of the men and women that are defending and have defended our freedoms for the past 244 years. Unfiltered, unedited, and definitely not PC. Today was a special event where we are live on Facebook on our View from Military Mind Facebook page, our View from Military Mind group page, Dust Off Diaries, our sister Facebook page, and of course, you can always send us an email with your comments and questions and what you would like to hear talked about on at our email at vfamm2020 at gmail.com or go to our website, viewfrommilitarymind.com and send us some comments there. We'll pick it up right away. If you're able to join us on the Facebook pages, you can text us direct and ask questions there or give us a topic you'd like to hear from. All right. If you're ready, let's move out. On today's show, we're going to be going over three different topics, and one of them's going to have to do with Representative Thomas Massey, a Republican from Kentucky, who, during the vote for the stimulus bill, decided he wanted to try to play some games. The coronavirus threat as it shifts the balance in military readiness. And a report from John Hopkins University that the U.S. is more prepared for the COVID-19 virus than any other country. Hang tight with us right after the break. We'll get started on these. And to all my Facebook watchers and listeners, welcome. Sterling, and I know what it's like to struggle with mental health issues. If you have a friend that's going through a tough time, now's the perfect moment to reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. All right, a little bit of a promo there from Lindsay Sterling for mental health and suicide prevention for our veterans out there and uh, our followers. If you have issues with uh, mental health or PTSD or things of those nature, 
by all means, don't hesitate. Get some help. Uh, we're there for you, uh, and there's no reason to let this all go. All right. And as I said earlier in our, our pretext, I'm going to talk a little bit about Representative Thomas Massey, a uh, Republican from uh, Kentucky. During the vote on the coronavirus stimulus bill, he decided to throw a little monkey wrench in there and try to, to hold up on it. Uh, he wanted to have a roll call vote, which pretty much would have put a bind on things, would have slowed it down, uh, probably, wouldn't, probably wouldn't have been passed as quickly as we thought it would be. And here it says, after re receiving uh, a bipartisan barrage of criticism, he was criticized both by Republicans and Democrats for his unsuccessful attempt to force a recorded vote on the $2.2 trillion coronavirus relief package. Massey shot back Friday night during a Fox News interview uh, decrying the uh, arrogance of his fellow members of Congress. Uh, his statement says, I guess I was able to force them to come to work, but I couldn't force them to work. Ultimately, they came to D.C., but they decided not to vote on it at all. He said that was unfortunate. Now, the House had planned to approve the economic relief package, and we got to keep in mind, this was uh, a unanimous bipartisan bill. Granted, we had some uh, battling back and forth, uh, you know, to want to add some fluff and some additional stuff in there. But they came out with a bill to help out uh, the American people and the businesses during this pandemic. Now, like I said, the, the House had planned to approve the economic relief package by voice vote in order to keep its uh, 435 members home due to concerns about further spreading the novel uh, coronavirus, which I can understand that. Uh, we've got enough being spread around now already. Uh, a, voice a voice vote doesn't require a majority of Congress to be at the Capitol. Uh, but Massey, citing fiscal concerns with the relief deal, uh, left the option open earlier this week of calling for a full vote, which requires a majority of the members to be present. So he was trying to make them come all the way back to Washington um, and, and to me, basically cast aside what they've been asking the American people to do. So you, you know what? Um, Mr. Massey, I think you, you kind of stepped off the wrong direction there. So... You know, Massey's threat led to his house colleagues to frantically uh, find flights or drive to Washington. You know, a lot of them got there. After the House took a voice vote on the measure Friday, the measure Friday afternoon, Massey was expected immediately, as expected, immediately re uh, raised a procedural objection. Uh, the presiding officer, however, quickly ruled a quorum of representatives were present and declared the bill passed. So that brings us up here. Brings to this point, uh, President Trump later signed it into law, and he was definitely not happy with what Massey was trying to do. Uh, he's actually called for Massey to be uh, thrown out of the GOP, out of the Republican Party. Uh, a little background on Mr. Mr. Massey. Uh, he is a Republican, but he has heavy libertarian leanings, which I have no problem with libertarians. They've got some good ideas out there. But he has a tendency to get a little bit, a little bit wonky and out of line. A lot of people have made uh, a general con uh, comment that's being made was, you know, looks like a third-rate grandstander, you know, talking about Massey, uh, unfortunately, from a truly great state. And this is what President Trump was saying. You know, he wants to vote against the new Save Our Workers bill in Congress. He just wants the publicity. He can't stop it, only delay it, which is both dangerous and costly. Workers and small businesses need money now in order to survive. You know, then he, uh, President Trump ended it by, you know, throw Massey out of the Republican Party. I don't see that happening. Uh, 
president can't just throw somebody out of the party, but his constituents in Kentucky who may be upset with him can remove him in the next election, and we're in the middle of those things. So, um, granted, he didn't delay the vote, didn't get the chance to, um, but he was trying a procedural to, to try to delay it and get some more inf- uh get his point made to it now we understand all kinds of nutcase things was going on with this coronavirus bill Uh, all kinds of different things were trying to be added into it and that's not good Uh, we don't need it It needs to be there to help us out and they have successfully done that uh kyle you've watched it during during the week what's your thoughts on what's your opinion you know i'm happy that it was passed um I, i believe it was 96 to zero uh, in the House. Um, that was in the Senate. Was it the Senate? Yeah, it was in the Senate, 96 to 0. Yeah. You know, we all need to come together and figure something out, you know, stay stay safe. And with this, with this package, I think it'll help because people are losing their jobs, because people are, you know, I mean, I can't remember exactly how many cases are in the United States now, but people are having to shut down. And with the stimulus package businesses will be helped out because they truckers still have to work other people still have to work but others can't yeah it it gets kind of crazy it it really does um we need all help we can get we need to stop this little bickering and infighting at least for right now he's one of those thorns that's in everybody's side once in a while Uh, and hopefully the uh the, the people of kentucky will uh see the error and make a an adjustment If we can just stand by for a minute, uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Podnews.net is a short newsletter every weekday with everything you need to know about podcasting and on demand. You can subscribe free at podnews.net for new podcast launches, company changes, stats, and no waffle. In fact, podnews.net is so waffle-free it's really short, just like this promo. All right, and we are back with the View from Military Mind podcast and live Facebook today um little technical difficulties earlier with the crash of the, the computer we got that back up glad folks are coming back to join us up um justin i see you're in there good deal good deal yeah you are with us now good and uh, carol she's back good 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 uh kind of a uh a hit to the, the the old gut there when you lose your computer and nothing wants to work uh, Jed, good to see you on there, brother. Long time no see. All right, as we uh, before we had the uh, technical difficulties, we we're talking about the coronavirus threat uh, that shifted vi- the balance in military readiness. Um, this is coming out of Camp Humphreys in South Korea. Uh, General Abrams over there has made some comments about it. Uh, the new coronavirus cases on main U.S. base in uh, South Korea have prompted strict new health measures that could jeopardize military readiness in the peninsula. Um, General Abrams said he's willing to take the risk despite the threat from North Korea. And uh, three more people tested positive on Camp Humphreys, raising the total number of infections affiliated with uh, uh, forces in Korea to 12. Uh, Tyrone, good to see you there. Doug, welcome back. Uh, new restrictions are a blow to the military community. They've already uh, been largely confined to Homer Base for more than five weeks as South Korea suffered uh, from an outbreak that began in the southeastern city of uh, Deju. Um, it's a pretty good hit on us. Um, it says, we'll be under these conditions for a few days. Uh, this is coming again from General Abrams. Um, 
And the number of people in quarantine, which had recently dipped from a high of 398 to double digits, rose back to above 100 uh, there in Korea. Uh, people who have been near the confirmed cases were urged to self-isolate and contact the public health line, and he gave that number. Uh, he did this interview on uh, Stars and Stripes. So this just gives you uh, an idea. This is just in Korea, the impact uh, on our military and what they'll be able to do while this is going on. Um, I know a lot of folks uh, out there holler about the flu and how it affects us during the year, uh, the number of deaths, the number of uh, cases that go on. But this particular virus is really hitting a big impact on all of us uh, because we have to shelter. But it, it goes around so quick, and it's got such a wide area of people that it can uh, take out. So... Of course, we know the military has canceled curtail exercises and implemented um, restrictions throughout the force, as more than 650 cases of the virus have been confirmed within the Defense Department. Um, but unfortunately, with Korea one of being one of the most dangerous fronts, you know, it, Camp Humphrey is less than 100 miles south of the heavily fortified border with North Korea. Um, on top of it, North Korea test-fired two short-range ballistic min- missiles you know, last Sunday. So it really makes it a, a tense situation over there, and to have to have all your people in uh, sheltered in place makes it really, uh, really tough on uh, our men and women over there. Uh, Vita, uh, welcome, Robert. Uh, good to see you, Bo. Uh, glad you guys could join us. Um, but uh, there's a long article if you get a chance to look at Stars and Stripes. Uh, they have a real long article on it. But again, you know, the effect on our troops, you know, we've got our guard troops coming out, uh, our reserve troops are calling those up, you know, specialized people in the medical field uh, to help take care of the coronavirus uh, and those that are uh, contracting it. So it, it's really a heavy burden on our military personnel right now. Um, and to be sheltered in place, to be restricted, you know, 100 miles, you can't go 100 miles past your base. Um, can't even can't, go to the gym. Yeah, you can't, it really can't even go to the gym, so it's a hard time for them to even keep physically fit. Um, although there, uh, there are things. Greg, welcome on board. Uh, a lot of you guys on here that are military and veterans, both guard, reserve, and active duty, you know how that is. You you'll find a way to make to get yourself physically fit and to uh, uh, keep in good shape and be ready for the next thing that's going on. But this just puts a crimp on it because some of the places are saying you can't go outside. You can't go into, you know, you, like Kyle pointed out, you can't go into the gym. Um, Got to have the social distancing going on. So it's a big impact on our military uh, besides on uh, the civilian side of the world. Just pray for us and pray for our men and women that are serving us. Pray for our doctors and nurses and EMTs and paramedics and all the first responders out there that are trying to uh, deal with this under the constraints that we currently have on board. Um, Kyle, you've been around uh, here in Huntsville where we're at and, and seen. It's just really kind of strange. It's, um, it's almost like a ghost town out there. Uh, nothing going on. I was here for Thanksgiving, and it was busy, 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 busy when, when I drove in. And now when I drove here uh, this past Monday, roads were completely empty. Like I probably see... 15 16 vehicles at one time and that's it yeah it, it is crazy so if you've got that kind of impact here uh, in the civilian side of things you can only imagine 
the impact we have on the military being restricted the way they are. All right. We're going to move on into our next segment uh, right after the break here. I've got to read a little bit of a, an ad. So if you hang with us, our next segment, uh, we're going to talk about how the United States is more prepared for the pan- pandemic, according to John Hopkins University, uh, and get their opinions and viewpoints on how we're more prepared. And we'll roll into this ad. Whether you arrive by land or water, there's no mistaking the beauty and serenity of Ditto Landing. Located on the picturesque Tennessee River at the southern edge of Huntsville, Alabama, this marine is nestled in lush greenery and surrounded by serene mountain foothills. Bass, brim, and catfish are plentiful in the sparkling waters where sailboats and yachts cruise side by side. Along with water recreation, Ditto Landing Place hosts to many special events throughout the year. Located at 293 Ditto Landing Road, southeast in Huntsville, Alabama. Stop by and see all there is at Ditto Landing, or give Brandy Quick and her folks a call at 256-882-1057, and they'll let you know what's going on in the most beautiful spot in North Alabama. All right, and we are back. A little plug there for a, a local marina. It's really a gorgeous place. If anybody ever gets a chance to come here to North Alabama, to Huntsville, let me know. And uh, we'll take you over there and get a chance to go out and do some beauty, uh, boating and see the beautiful scenery around the Tennessee River. It is really nice. And into our, our last segment here, uh, there was an article come out uh, through Fox News, uh, but it was released from John Hopkins um, from their Center for Health Security uh, through the Nuclear Threat Initiative. And it's really, it was really surprising. It really made me feel good. Um, it says the United States was ranked the best prepared country in the world to handle a, pon- a pandemic in late 2019 by the by the Nuclear Threat Initiative and uh, the John Hopkins Center. Um, it, this assessment was seemingly at odds by with claims from the, our Democratic counterparts out there <clears throat> that uh, President Trump had left the country vulnerable to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak. Uh, the Global Health Security Index which was developed with guidance from an international panel of experts in 13 countries with research by the Economist Intelligence Unit. Um, More than 100 researchers spent a year collecting and validating publicly available data. Uh, At the same time, the paper noted that uh, the U.S. score was still not perfect and that factors driving down the U.S. score include risks of social unrest and terrorism and low public confidence in our government. Um, Again, with, with our, our low public confidence in government, that comes from the, the battling between our parties, which is absolutely inane. Uh, and I always stress to everybody, I don't care whether you're red, you're blue, green, left, right, middle. Ultimately, it's up to us to fix that. That's why we have elections. Instead of being a lemming and following them off the cliff, vote them out. Get rid of them. Okay. And we can keep our, our status as one of the best countries in the world. Uh, all this bickering we do back and forth with families and uh, friends and uh, minor acquaintances, we don't need to have that happen. And we need to fix our political system ourselves since they don't seem to want to do it. Um, but, yeah, we have been uh, indicated as the best prepared country. And in all reality, if you take a look at what's going on, we have been very well prepared um, we don't have near as many. Uh, we are starting to get there. But, again, it's the type of virus that we're dealing with. 
<clears throat> now, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give any uh, medical opinion on it. I can only give you what I see. And I think we're doing pretty cotton-picking good. Uh, granted, we have our hot spots and we have our hot pockets. But, again, we're still one of the best-prepared countries. Now, yes, we got into the, we're getting into the China issue, dealing with a lot of our pharmaceuticals and a lot of our equipment that we um, have to use, such as the N95 mask. That's a mistake we did years ago that we shouldn't have, but hindsight's 2020. Now's the time to fix that, to get that taken care of. Again, the, the report uh, from John Hopkins, of course, you've got all your back and forth between the Democrats and the Republicans. They want to you know, blame each other for things. You know, Numerous Democrats, to include Joe Biden, who is their supposed, he may be their uh, candidate, have falsely claimed the president cut the Centers for Disease Control and Pre uh, Prevention budget. No, th those claims are distorted, uh, totally false. You know, the proposed budget cuts to public health only be overruled by Congress when there's strong bipartisan support for agencies such as CDC and NHI. You know, instead, the finance was increased. Indeed, the money that government disease detectives first tapped to fight the latest outbreak was a congressional fund created for health emergencies. But they increased their funding. And no point have I been able to find any information that they took it away from. Um, they have not. He did not in any way try to cut the funding for CDC and uh, the prevention budget. The CDC's done a great job uh, at responding to this with what they had. And Dr. Fauci has, has stated that they weren't prepared. Uh, they haven't had to deal with something like this before uh, of this type of magnitude. I'm not sure what he's getting into there, but uh, they've done a great job so far. And they've done it before. So with that, we'll go ahead on and We'll get into our, our very last point of this. So if everybody will just kind of hang tight, I'll be right back with you. Hi, this is Kelsey Grammer. When military service members head into battle, none are expected to face the enemy alone, but many return home and become isolated as they struggle with the visible and invisible wounds of war. It can be difficult knowing how to overcome that challenge and rekindle bonds similar to those formed in the military. Wounded Warrior Project supports these injured veterans through their recoveries by connecting them with fellow warriors and their communities. No one should fight this battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org. So, Kyle, what do you got going on in history this week? Man, Terry, there's a lot of very important things that happen in history this week. Alone, the Navy in 1794 was actually created by Congress. Uh, in 1841, the first and fire engine with a steam boiler was de designed and built by Paul Rapsey Hodge and publicly tested at City Hall in New York City. In 1866, the first ambulance went into service at Bellevue Hospital in New York City as well. Now, for you guys out there, I know I've got a lot of my uh, medevac brethren on here, uh, pilots and medics and uh, crew chiefs. That's kind of important. Guess what? You're not pushing these horse-drawn wagons, uh, horse wagons around and having to Try sticking an IV in the back of one of those things on wooden wheels. <laughs> Go ahead, Kyle. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, let's see. In 1924, WGNAM in Chicago, in Illinois, began its first radio transmission. Uh, 1960, Pope John appointed the first Japanese, African, and Filipino cardinals. Uh, let's see. In 1951... The Rosenbergs were found guilty of conspiracy to commit espionage for their role in providing nuclear secrets to the Soviet Union. 
1971, Charles Manson and three followers were sentenced to death for the Sharon Tate murders. The Supreme Court of California would later abolish the death penalty. Uh, 1973, U.S. troops leave Vietnam, ending American direct military involvement in Vietnam. Uh, in 1870, the 15th Amendment was put into the Constitution, adopted guaranteeing the right to vote regardless of race. Uh, 1910, Mississippi legislator founded the University of Southern Mississippi in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, 1981, which this one is actually very important, uh, Ronald Reagan was actually shot and wounded in an assassination attempt by John Huckley, Three others were wounded as well. Hinkley. Hinkley. <laughs> Hinkley. Hinkley. He's evidence of our common uh, modern-day education system, but go ahead. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, in 1880, the first town claimed to be completely illuminated by electricity in Wabash, Indiana. Yeah, and we need to talk to them about that, especially since I had a computer go dead, so it's, it's all electrical. So, but... What else you got there? Is that it? Uh, actually, we got one more. Uh, in 1958, uh, the U.S. forms its first atomic submarine division. Wow. Yeah. So atomic submarines uh, then and Space Force now. Um, Ron Tombray, I'm surprised you haven't gone into the Space Force. But I go thought ahead. about joining the Space Force. You're a space cadet. That could happen. Uh, that You'd fit just right. <laughs> anyway. Justin, good to see you on there. Trey Hunt, glad to see you on there. Amy, welcome back. All right. Um, want a little shout-out for our unit of the day, since i got a lot of you on here. My brothers and sisters with Valkyrie Dust-Off, which is part of the Mississippi National Guard, uh, now called G Company, third of the 238th. Um, been deployed twice. They were actually stood up to deploy in 2012. I had the honor and privilege of going with them then. Um, we just got back in November of 2019 from our second deployment to Afghanistan. So uh, a shout out to the men and women of Valkyrie Dustoff out of Mississippi National Guard. Outstanding people. Uh, love y'all. Support y'all. Um, and for those who don't know, uh, I'll be retiring from that this year from uh, the Mississippi Guard and from uh, Valkyrie Dustoff. So once dust off, always dust off. I'll continue to go on. Melanie Marsh, good to see you join us. Um, then my closing closing thoughts for the day. Um, we have a lot going on out there uh, with the, the coronavirus, the pandemic, uh, of all of us trying to lead our lives on and make things happen. The, the best that I can hope for and think of is that we continue to support each other and help each other out. Um, if we have a problem with politics, leave the politics where politics belong. Leave it in Washington. Leave it in your capital. Um, leave it with inside the walls of your home. When you go out to help people, don't put politics there. Um, the hoarding and things that's going on, uh, don't be involved in that. Don't be part of that. We have a, a duty to our fellow countrymen, uh, whether we're, we're military veterans or whether we're just a, a a civilian out there for first responders but we have a duty to the american people and to our friends and family and neighbors let's take care of each other uh, we don't need to be part of the problem we need to be part of the solution um, and in saying that and when it comes time for us to 
to make our political decisions, uh, whether it be for president, legislators, or representative, whatever that may be. Get yourself educated. I don't. I, I stress this with every show that I do, and Kyle, you've heard me say this many, many times. Educate yourself. Understand what you're looking at and what these politicians stand for. Uh, make sure you know what's going. Don't be that lemming that just follows them over the edge because that's the party I've always been with. Whether you're left, right, center, doesn't matter. Educate yourself. Find the truth. If I may, it's because of you that I actually got into this stuff uh, back in 2016. I, I never in my life, even when I registered to vote in high school back in 2006, I never voted until 2016, and it was because of you and Mom and, and everybody that you know said, you really need to pay attention to this. This is this is very important, and I I started getting back in you know, getting into it, and it's, it's interesting. I never thought it was very important to me. Yeah, but it is. It's quite important, and and like Kyle said, he'd never been involved with it before. And this is what we need to teach our kids, uh, teach our uh, brothers and sisters, and our siblings and our our children that this is important. Uh, we need to keep ourselves educated. We need to keep ourselves in the loop. I know politics can get ugly, it can get stupid, it can get way out of hand, but it is our life, it is our country, and we can all come together. I've got, uh, I've got friends and I've got family who don't have the same viewpoint that I do. That's great, but we can, we can do two things. We can agree to disagree. And we can be adults and debate and talk to each other about it and share each other's viewpoints and come to common ground. It's really not that hard to do. When we let some of these people get in the way, some of these politicians, some of these um, extremists, if you want to call them that, is when we start having problems because we didn't educate ourselves. We did not look into it uh, as to what they're trying to promote and push. Um, there was a lot of things that I was just adamant. I don't care. It's on the other side of the aisle. It's it's a Democrat or it's a, a Libertarian or it's a Green Party or whatever you wanted to call it. It wasn't a conservative thing. As I started doing these podcasts and as I started doing the Facebook Live and getting involved, I had to educate myself. I had to look into it. Well, what's going on with this? Um, now, I'll be honest. There's some out there. I just shake my head and go, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're a nut, uh, and that's on both sides. I can't, I, I can't help those, but those who are the mainstream, those who are most important to us, who mean the most, I educate myself and see what's going on, and I encourage everyone out there to do the same thing. Educate yourself, educate your family, educate those you come in contact with, and don't be... Don't be mean and ugly just because they don't hold the same viewpoint that you do. So I thank everyone for joining me on Facebook Live. I really do. Uh, it, 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 it makes my heart feel really good that I've got a lot of friends out there and a lot of people that I know uh, that are willing to share this with me. Uh, I welcome the comments. Uh, and Tiffany, I will get you that answer. Uh, I am sorry. We haven't, have you found something, I, Kyle? I, I actually couldn't find it. Okay. Um, if, if she could be a little more specific about, you know. It's two deaths in Korea. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Tiffany, we'll get offline with you, and we'll get that taken care of. Um, thank you very much for 
everyone for joining us on here. Uh, my heart goes out to y'all. Stay safe out there with the coronavirus. Uh, keep yourself sheltered and protected. Uh, follow the guidance that we're getting. And by all means, take care of your country. Take care of your families. And until next week, God bless, Godspeed, and God bless America. View from a Military Mind is a Valkyrie Productions podcast with your host Terry Mills and guest host Kyle Riley. Copyright 2020. God bless America.